What is going on, everybody? How we doing? Welcome on back to another episode of Breaking the Goal Line Podcast. And we are just getting breaking news after breaking news, trade after trade. This March has truly, truly been absolutely the craziest March in my lifetime when it comes to just the tournament and the NFL, the movement, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, uh, free agents going everywhere, getting on new teams. Miami's just trying to get everybody there. It's just, it's been wild. It's been wild. So we're definitely going to get into the Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Big breaking news there this week just came the last couple of days. Uh, Baker Mayfield is just getting bad to worse here. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I got some thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo, San Francisco 49ers. Looks like he's just going to be a Niner for a little bit longer. It just really does. Kyle's going to hold out. Trey Lance, um, you know, under the assumption, getting the feel from Kyle Shanahan and everybody else that he is going to be the day one starter going into next season, even if Jimmy's still on the team going into training camp. Uh, So all that much more. Bobby Wagner in talks with the Los Angeles Rams. They're just going to keep just keep buying people up. Uh, But all that much more. Go ahead and subscribe if you have not. Like the podcast, comment, review. I really appreciate it. Let's dive into Tyreek Hill to Miami. So earlier in the week, we had a number one, number two, the number one, number two wide receiver, whatever you want to call him. Arguably the best wide receiver in the game, playing with arguably the best quarterback in the game, get traded to the Raiders earlier in the week. Big time trade. Devontae Adams got traded for a one and a two. Restructured his contract and became the highest paid wide receiver in the history of the league. And well-deserved. I mean, go. he wanted to go be a Raider. Did not want to play with Aaron Rodgers anymore. Did not want to play with the Green Bay Packers anymore. Wanted to go play with Derek Carr. Wanted to go get his money. Wanted to be a Raider. Good for you, Devontae. But I, I said, when that happened, that was malpractice for the Packers. To be able... I don't care how much I don't care that Devontae Adams grew up around that around the Fresno State area where where the I mean um, the Raiders don't play there anymore right the Raiders play in Las Vegas they don't play in Oakland anymore they don't play where he grew up anymore where Derek Carr grew up they don't play there anymore but they don't play very far away and he grew up a Raiders fan but to leave Aaron Rodgers to leave the Green Bay Packers I thought was malpractice on the Packers part to letting Devontae Adams leave for not giving him everything that he wants and I get it I get it, you know, I, 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 you know, I just, you don't you pay him big money. I, I understand that. But with, with Aaron and all that shit, I just, I thought it was malpractice to let that man walk out of your building to be able to go, okay, yeah, we'll give you up for only a, a one and a two, only a one and a two. I, I just thought the Packers seem like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They seem like they're in desperation mode. They seem like they're all in on this quarterback that's not in all, all in on them, only all in on his money. It seems like they're going downhill fast as shit. You know who's not going downhill fast as shit? The team that just traded away Tyreek Hill because I think that this trade is the best move that the Kansas City Chiefs have made since trading up to draft Patrick Mahomes. It is. Trading away Tyreek Hill, in my opinion, is the best move since drafting Mahomes. I get it. You're all out there crazy. What are you talking about? 
Tyreek Hill and Mahomes, amazing connection. He's a three, four-time All-Pro. The dude is unbelievable. Fastest player in the NFL. He literally takes the top off the defense. He There's like jet sweeps. You can line him up in the backfield. There's very few players in the league like Tyreek Hill. I mean, built like him. He's small, but he's so fast and he's stocky. He's strong. He's got good hands. He's a great wide receiver. He's a great wide receiver, much like Devontae Adams, right? I mean, if you're going to start a team right now, Devontae's, what, 29, right? Tyreek's only 26, right? It's a couple of years, 27. So, I mean, you're taking one of these two guys. I mean, you might take a Cooper Cup, too. But you're taking one of those three guys. If you have to pick a one wide receiver in the league, now maybe Debo would be up there. But, I mean, I'm not taking I – w- I would take Devontae, Tyreek, and Cooper Cup over Debo Samuels because it was a one-year wonder. I love what Debo did last year. And he's and Debo's looking at what Tyreek is getting now in Miami, four years, $120 million, and what Devontae Adams got, and he's licking his lips. But hold on. Let's pump the brakes, Debo. you still got another year to prove some stuff here. But Tyreek Hill is fantastic. He's awesome. He's amazing. He costs too much money. The Kansas City Chiefs have done themselves such a solid And they are operating much like the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick did. Trade them a year early. Chandler Jones, year early. Stephon Gilmore, a year early. JC Jackson, we're not going to pay you. They trade guys year in and year out, early, 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 early. And they get picks for them. And they get get the shitload of them. And they build up and they either get rid of them or they draft a bunch of people. And what is Andy Reid good at doing? Drafting his third, fourth, fifth, sixth round players. Finding linemen and wide receivers. I mean, Andy Reid is not going to have a hard time finding a wide receiver. They traded Tyreek Hill for five draft picks, folks. The 29th overall pick. They have the 30th pick. They traded for a second rounder. So now they have two firsts. They have two seconds. They have two fourths. They have a they have two fourths next year and two sixths next year. They have five picks for Tyreek Hill. Devontae Adams got a first and a second. Tyreek got a first, a second, two fourths, and a sixth. I, I, I just... I, I mean... I don't, it's, you, five picks, five picks for, that's a no-brainer, that is a no, 100% no-brainer for me if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you still have Patrick Mahomes, you still have Andy Reid, so Tyreek Hill is now traded, he is now a member of the Miami Dolphins, and I think, personally, this is the best move in fran- the franchise has done since drafting Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to continue to say that, I don't care how many of you think it's outrageous, it is, they still got they still got Kelsey. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. Now they brought in Marquez Valdez-Scantley and paid him $10 million a year, which is absolutely outrageous, but I understand it. I get it. Just bring in talent to put around Mahomes. Bring in some kind of talent to put around Mahomes. Mahomes will make you better. Tom made you better. Aaron is supposed to make you better, but a lot of times he doesn't. Russ makes you better, right? These guys, Josh Allen makes you better. <laughs> I just, I, they have... Within four picks, they're two first and they're two seconds. They have four picks within, I mean, 30 picks of each other or whatever it is. They can get three wide receivers. They can get two out of the four. I'm not worried about it. Now, I know Tyreek Hill, you're taking that speed off the field. Blah, 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 blah. I get it. I get it. But they're still the Chiefs. And they still got Mahomes, still got Andy Reid. But yes, folks, number 10, Tyreek Hill, the peace sign, has been traded away. Now, the Miami Dolphins signed him four years, four years, $120 million. Gave away five draft picks. But there, there it is. Crazy news of the day. Just like Devontae Adams' trade, just like everything else. So now I want to break it down. I want to break down this trade. Let's start with the Miami side of the football. And the Miami Dolphins now have acquired 
two of the fastest wide receivers in the league because they drafted Jalen Waddle last year, who is fast, is a burner. And now they have Tyreek Hill. And I get it. You know, they're super fast. They're going to be flying. They're this, they're that. But speed does not win Super Bowls alone. But Miami Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of just them trying to stack up speeds, I told everybody they were coming. As soon as they signed Mike McDaniel, I said, watch out for this Miami team. Watch out for this kid. Watch out for this Mike McDaniel kid who's like 30 fucking, was he 36 years old right now? 37 years old. Watch out for this kid. He's going to come in there. He's been around the Shanahan. He's been around the McVeighs. He's been around the LaFleurs. He knows how to operate. Chris Greer, the GM of the Miami Dolphins, I think he's a B-minus GM. You know, he's not spectacular. He's not bad. He's a B-minus GM. He's gotten talent around Miami since then. I, I give him an A++++. Him and Steven Ross for hiring Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel comes in there all of a sudden... The Miami Dolphins, they just say, fuck it, let's go. We got to roll a year with Tua. Go ahead and sign uh, uh, a backup. What they sign? Uh, they sign Teddy Two Yards, right? Teddy Two Yards is their backup. Or, I don't know, it's one of those quarterbacks that's, uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but they sign they sign him. Now, let's look at their offense here. I know they have Tua Tungavailoa. We'll get to Tua in a minute. But the Miami Dolphins offense with Mike McDaniel going to be calling plays has now upgraded an offensive line who was atrocious last year. Austin Jackson, who is from, as alumni from my from my high school, he sucks. He is no good. He is one of the worst tackles that I watch in the NFL right now. Move him to guard if you can. If not, McDaniel will cut your ass. Another thing he's not great at, zone run blocking. What is McDaniel going to do? Zone run blocking. Austin Jackson, I can see, and that's sad. I mean, that's Miami Dolphins' first-round pick, what was it, two, three years ago? He's going to be out of there soon. If he doesn't, if, if, if I mean, I would move him into guard. They 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 signed uh, Armstead, the tackle from the Saints. They signed Connor Williams, the guard from the Cowboys, two veteran, veteran players that are very upgrades. Those are upgrades. Upgrades at your left tackle, upgrades at your guard spot. Move Austin Jackson into guard. Your center's okay. Your right tackle, okay, he's young. Let's see what he's got. Maybe go out and get one in the draft. Right? So the offensive line is improving. They're trying to improve it. Now you have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. They signed Cedric Wilson. They still got Devontae Parker. That's four wide receivers. I mean, I don't know a lot of four wide receivers. Cedric Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, the former Cowboys wide receiver, that dude's good. We know how good Tyreek Hill is. Jalen Waddle was a monster last year. He broke the rookie reception record. Devontae Parker, we've seen what that guy can do when he's healthy. So, I, I mean, I don't know if you can name four wide receivers, just a, a wide receiver group better than that. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You can't, can't look at Kansas City anymore because that guy is here. You know, you can't look at Green Bay anymore because that guy's in the Raiders. It's hard to find a dynamic four wide receiver group on, like the Miami Dolphins. As fast, as tall, right? I mean, Cedric Wilson's fast. Waddle's fast. Hill's fast. Devontae Parker's fast, but he's also huge. He's also go up and high point the ball. Oh, let's not forget about their all-pro tight end, Mike Gusecki, who's a stud and they just franchise tagged and they probably will find an extension for. This team is there. I mean, their the defense was one of the best defenses in the league last year. One of the best defenses in the league last year. They brought everybody back. Brought everybody back. And one of the most underrated signings I think the Miami have is fullback Alec Ingold. Because we know McDaniel 
is gonna be is gonna run the ball and he's gonna have his fullback in and he's gonna he likes athletic fullbacks that love to run block and, and occasionally sneak out and catch a pass out of the backfield. That's Alec Ingold. I just McDaniel. If you look at what McDaniel's trying to do here, what Greer's trying to do here, what Stephen Ross is trying to do here, I gotta tip my hat to Stephen Ross. He's probably a huge scuzzard, just an unbelievable piece of shit. But he's trying. He's he's on the right side of the play here. He's trying. He's on the right side of where the NFL is. Get yourself an offensive coach, and you know what? Just go out there and try to score points. Who's in your division? Josh Allen. Are you going to be able to stop Josh Allen? No. You can try to slow him down. Your defense is as good as it's going to get right now. Now, maybe it can get better, but right now, your defense is fine. Your defense is going to slow Josh Allen down, but it's not going to stop Josh Allen, right? It's going to stop Mac Jones. It's going to stop Zach Wilson. It's not going to stop Josh Allen. So what do you got to do? Just go score some points. Now, is Tua going to be the guy that scores these points? I, 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 I don't know. But what I do know is that they going with Tua this year. They have to. They have to. And if Tua Tungavailoa fails, it is 100% on Tua Tungavailoa. It's not on McDaniel. It's not on Jalen Waddle. It's not on Cedric Wilson. It's not on Tyreek Hill. It's not on Chase Edmonds, who they got. It's not on uh, Raheem Morstert, who they got. It's not on Miles Gaskin, who's still there. It's not on Armstead, who they brought in, or Connor, who they brought in. It's not on any of their six defensive pro bowlers. It's not any of those guys. It's not a Chris Gear. It's not a Steven Ross. It's not a Dan fucking Marino. It would be on Tua Tungavailoa if he fails. I don't personally think... Define failing. And a lot of people, when, when they define failing as a quarterback, they don't know how to define that. Because they'll, they'll, they'll name me a quarterback that they think is terrible. And, and it's not. It's like, okay, well, this guy's not terrible. I was talking to a buddy the other day. Literally, like two weeks ago, before all this Matt Ryan stuff, he told me he thought Matt Ryan was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. That he's, he said, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. How is he getting this? How is he getting that? And I started talking to him. I started, honestly, I mean, we broke down his stats a little bit. We broke down what he does, yards per attempt, Matt's, uh, Matt Ryan. And when you look at Matt Ryan, you go, okay, well, he's definitely not. Okay, Matt Ryan is, whoa, okay, Matt Ryan's a top 15 quarterback in this league. He is. He just is, right? I mean, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, and we'll get into Baker Mayfield a little bit more earlier. Baker Mayfield is one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league talent-wise, but he's not going to be on a team. He's not going to be on a team. And that's because of, you know, what he brings to a team. His, toxic his toxicity, his just ignorance, his ego, his bullshit. Tua doesn't bring any of that. But Tua is also not as talented as Baker Mayfield. And they're not that far off. From what I've seen of Tua, he's not as talented as Baker Mayfield. And I, Baker Mayfield isn't all that talented. So they have a slight problem here. You can get all the speed you want. You can get all the playmakers you want. You can upgrade your offensive line. You can go out and get who I think is the best coaching hire of the offseason by far, not even close, Mike McDaniel. You can go out and get all that. But if your quarterback is Tua and Tua plays like Tua has played... It's really not going to mean up to anything. Now, does that mean he fails? Let's say Miami goes, say they win nine games. They're competing for that, that last AFC spot, right? They win nine games, maybe on the cusp of 10, two of throws, 3,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I would say that would be a successful season, a successful first year for Tua in this offense. And then if he does that, Tua gets another year. 
If Tua can throw for 3,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and they win nine games, you know, and now if he throws 3,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and they win seven games, that's a dramatically different. Because you're like, well, so it's two wins. I mean, it's not that big. Yeah, it is. Because now you're throwing for 32, 23 touchdowns and seven picks. We only won seven games. That means we were probably trailing in, I don't know, 15 football games. That means we were trailing 15 football games because you had to throw the ball so much. We only won seven games. If you're throwing, I want to be in the lead, Mike McDaniel. That's what he's telling Tua. When you're throwing, I, I, I want to be, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to come back from big ones. I want to throw when it's convenient for both of us, when it's comfortable for you, when we got a lead, when we're running the ball well. Not when we're down by 25, you know, to Josh Allen or something. Or fucking the Jets. Who knows? But Miami is going to be good this year. To, uh, in, in, you know, what is good? Relatively, what is good? I might say if they win nine games, if they win seven, eight, nine games. Now, if they win seven games, it kind of depends on how they look. But if they win nine games, trying to, and, and you look up and they could have won 10, maybe they could have won 11. Well, then you're going, all right, this this team is there. But then is it, is it Tua? Because it's probably going to be Tua. Tua's probably going to be the issue. I just don't know if they have the right driver right now. Don't know if that guy's the guy. Now, he can't, he doesn't throw a great out route. He throws a pretty decent looping deep ball, but he doesn't have a huge arm. So it's not like Tyreek Hill is going to be running away from these guys, catching 70-yard bombs like he was against Mahomes. No, he'll be catching 45-yard bombs, which is fine. He could still take it to the house. Waddle could take it to the house. Wilson could take it to the house. Miami's trying to set themselves up here to be an offense of powerhouse. But you can't be an offensive powerhouse if your quarterback just, just can't really throw the ball all that well. So we're going to see. We're going to see with Miami and with Tua has. And the Chiefs. And and I've already got into it. You know, they still have Mahomes. They still have Andy Reid. But the Kansas City Chiefs are still the Kansas City Chiefs, folks. Now, they signed Mardez Valdez-Scantley, like I said. A little too much money for me. They gave him three years, $30 million. That's $10 million a year. That's $10 million a year for Mardez Valdez-Scantley. Now, I, I like him because... He, he's, he's fast. He's a, he's a fast guy. He's a burner. He's a stretch the field kind of player. Juju Smith-Schuster is not. Juju is a, you know, go over the middle. Let's run some routes, out route, in route, dig route, a good solid post route. Like that's, that's Juju. Martin's Vedas Scantley is a go post corners, you know, deep posts, <laughs> deep ins, deep outs. That's all of Martez is deep. They have deep before every single one. Juju hasn't short before every one of his every one of his routes, and that's fine, because you want to have like when when Hill was there, they had Ty- Tyreek Hill take the top over the defense anytime. They had Miko Harmon to take the top over the defense at any time. They had Robinson to take the top over the defense anytime, and then they just had Travis Kelsey who was just going to sit in the middle and could also take the top on the defense every time. They were a track team. Andy Reid. And I and Brett Veach, I believe, are sitting back and going, okay, we still want some speed because Andy always wants some speed. It's not going to be hard for Andy to find wide receivers with speed that he likes and is going to develop. Okay, at, at one point, Andy Reid went from Terrell Owens on the Philadelphia Eagles, went to a Super Bowl, decided to get rid of him, and then a few years later ended up with Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, and then and then he finishes his his career. In, in Philadelphia, they fire him. He goes to Kansas City and then drives Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I think he's going to be fine when finding a wide receiver. But you bring in MV- MVS right now to kind of just fill in a gap. You know, I think they draft a wide receiver here. You got Juju. 
That gives you some depth. You still got Miko Hardman, who they drafted three years ago. Gave him extension last year because they like him. They think his speed is good, and they're hoping to develop. Now, is Miko Hardman going to turn into a true number two? I don't know. They don't have a number one. Juju's not a number one. MVS is not a number one, right? Miko Hardman's not a number one, right? So they're number one wide receiver right now. I mean, they're number one playmakers. It's Travis Kelsey, and that's fine. That's fine. One of these guys will emerge and be in play in that X spot. They'll play the X. They'll be fine. I think it's going to be Juju. I'd be shocked if it's anybody other than Juju. Just because Juju, he's got more experience. He's playing the AFC North, right? He's played with Big Ben. He's gone against the Ravens and the Browns and Cincinnati. Like, he's, he's played in big-time games. Now, has he shrank a little bit? And is his TikTok shit a little bit too much for me? And is is him and Patrick Mahomes' brother going to be dancing on the on the Kansas City logo before every game? Maybe. But also, probably not. Because I don't think Andy Reid... Well, Andy Reid lets you be you. Andy Reid doesn't want to bring any extra attention into the team. He'll let you be you. He wants you to be who you are. Because Andy Reid truly believes... That if you are not who you are, we cannot win football games. I cannot win football games with you if you're not who you are. I get that. But I definitely think they draft a wide receiver in one of, or if not two, of their first four picks. And then they go defense side of the ball. They let Tyron Matthew go. They let Tyreek Hill go. They're clear. They, honestly, they let Tyron Matthew go to clear cap space up for Tyreek Hill. They wanted to keep Tyreek Hill. Tyreek wanted to go get paid. Tyreek wanted all that. I wanted the money. He saw the money that the Chiefs just weren't going to pay him that money. The Chiefs saw what Devontae Adams got and Drew Rosenhaus, Tyreek Hill's agent, saw what he got. And what any good agent should do is go, hey, look, this is this is the starting point for Tyreek Hill. Because it should be. Because if Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill should make the same amount of money, folks, they just should. That's just, I mean, technically, if, if I'm an agent, that's exactly what I tell my client. It's exactly what I tell the team. If you have any arguments or any disputes, well, let's just pull up what he's done. Let's just do that. Because you can't argue it when you do that. And I get it. But the Chiefs were kind of like, hell no. That's too much money for a wide receiver. And it is. They're still paying Mahomes. They're paying Kelsey. They're trying to get there. I believe that Andy Reid will never let his offensive line get like how it was against the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay ever again. Ever again. Ever again. He's going to draft at least two offensive linemen in this draft. I guarantee it. I put my life on it. He will never let that happen ever again. Brett Veach will never let that happen to Mahomes ever again. So they're going to put money in their line. They're going to put money in Mahomes. They're going to put money into some, hopefully, defensive pass rushers. You know where you don't put your money? A wide receiver. And I don't care how much the the, the, the game's changed. I don't care how much it's deep ball this, and you got to open up, and it's so open for offensives now, and quarterbacks can't get touched, and wide receivers can't get touched going over the middle. I don't care. I do not care. There's only about four wide receivers in this entire league that are worth one single point. One single point. If those those wide receivers could probably win you one game. You're Justin Jefferson's, right? You're Devontae Adams. You're Tyree Kills. You're DeAndre Hopkins. That's it. That's it. I, I, I That is it. DK Metcalf? No. Stephon Diggs? I love him. But no. Right? I, I, there are some really good wide receivers out there. They're not worth a point. They are not worth it. Debo Samuels is not worth a point or a game yet. He might be next year. Next year, he might he might, he might, might get himself into that class. And DeAndre Hopkins, he hasn't even fucking played in like a year. So we don't even know what that guy's got going on anymore. Wide receivers. You could just get 10 of them every year. I'm not paying as much as I love Tyreek Hill. Brett Veach and Andy Reid went back and said, look, dude, we can't pay you that money. If you want to stay on this team, we'll give you this. Tyreek Hill said, no, I'm, I'm good. 
And I get that. Go get your money. You already won your championship. Now go make your money. You literally are from South Georgia, which you, he's he's literally from like seven hours from Miami. So he feels like he's home. That's why he said, I'm home. The Chiefs are fine, folks. The Chiefs are fine. Okay? They 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 got a, they made a move. You make a move early. You get a haul. You reload. The Chiefs are fine. Why would you think any differently? Because they lost Tyreek Hill? This, this team has won six straight, six straight AFC West. Six straight times they've won the AFC West. They've been to four home games straight in the AFC Championship game. Four straight home games. Four. They've been to two Super Bowls in the last four years. They won one. They're two and four in the fucking conference championship. What are you doing if you're a Chiefs fan and you're sitting here thinking it's the end of the world? You still have number 15. You still have Andy Reid. And until somebody proves to me, until one of these teams, your Russell Wilson and your Denver Broncos, your Justin Herbert and your Chargers, your Derek Carr and now Devontae Adams and the Raiders, until one of those teams prove that they can knock this the king off the mountaintop, nah, they're still dominant. They're still king. They still own this shit. And they will continue to own not only their division, but their but the league, the AFC. Why would I ever think otherwise? Because they lost a speedy wide receiver? Get over it, folks. Move on. Well, as I was transitioning from that Kansas City, Miami topic, I saw a little something here that says DK Metcalf could be on the move. A little popped up on my phone here. It says DK Metcalf could be on the move. The Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs are both sniffing around for a DK Metcalf trade. And I saw something on Twitter, maybe, I, I just kind of, well, it wasn't on Twitter, it was on Instagram of a tweet. I just kind of scroll past things sometimes. I just, it was, uh, it was a Kansas City player, I believe, said the door was open because Tyreek was gone and tweeted at DK, I think, said something like, it gets too cold there, go ahead and close the door. I just kind of moved past it. I just thought, you know, players just kind of shout out, you know, they lose a wide receiver, they want another one. DK is in turmoil, he lost his wide receiver, you know, what's happening with Pete Carroll, is Drew, is Drew Locke really going to be his quarterback? I get that. But now there are reports here. There are reports that DK Metcalf could be on the move, and it could happen very quickly. Uh, and if I, if you're if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, I definitely think about this. You drafted DK Metcalf for what reason? What reason did you draft DK Metcalf in the second round? Because you had Russell Wilson. That's the only reason why you draft DK Metcalf in the second round. The only reason why you drafted Devontae Adams in the second round when you're the Green Bay Packers, because you have Aaron Rodgers. The only reason the Kansas City Chiefs, well, I guess Patrick Mahomes wasn't there yet when they did draft Tyreek in the second round. But do you get all, do you get what I'm, do you hear what I'm saying? Second round. I mean, you hear second round, second round, second round, second round. All these amazing wide receivers, second round. DK, second round. So if I'm the Chiefs, let's just piggyback off what I'm saying. The Chiefs, they have four, they have four picks within 30, within like 30 picks. They have four. That's insane. That is insane. So what would you have to give up to get DK Metcalf, who clearly is a former, he's a second round pick. He has been productive. He has been productive his couple years in the league. You know, he's a big personality. He makes cheap money. That's another thing. He's a huge, huge, huge personality. He's an ego guy. He's a me, me, me kind of guy. He's a money guy. Do you want to bring that in? You already got Juju Smith-Schuster in there. You already got Juju who's going to be doing his TikTok bullshit, right, with with uh, Mahomes' brother. So do you want to bring in DK with his purple 
purple hair one week, red hair the other week, orange hair the next week, green hair, blue hair, you know, he goes blonde, he changes back to, do you want that guy? You know, I, I personally, I, this might be like petty, it might be weird, it might be whatever, I have a problem with him having a different hair color every week. To me, I, I feel like that says that I'm all about me. I need to change my hair because I want people to continue to look at me. I can't have that. Personally, I cannot have that. I, DK Metcalf is super talented. But if I'm Kansas City, if I'm Can- I just gave away Tyreek Hill, I understand DK Metcalf might look tasty with Patrick Mahomes. He's so fast. He's huge. Mahomes can make plays to him. I, I get it. But what's it going to do? I, I mean, you know, I'm never really too concerned when someone like a DK Metcalf when a Terrell Owens, when a Randy Moss comes in to someone like an Andy Reid or a Bill Belichick, they always seem to get it going, right? Terrell Owens and Andy Reid. Terrell Owens was a piece of shit. He was a, fu- this was back, this was back right after, uh, you know, he was on the Eagles, right before he went to the Cowboys. He just came from the Niners and Terrell Owens was a fucking crybaby. He was a crybaby. He was, he was the, he's the guy on the sideline telling Donovan McNabb, screaming in his ear, throw me the fucking ball, throw me the fucking ball, going to Andy Reid, throw me the fucking ball. You can see him, you can hear it. The TV cameras used to pick it up all the time. I remember that as a kid. Terrell Owens all the time, Andy Reid, when they would zoom in, throw me the fucking ball, throw me the... But guess what? They went to a Super Bowl. Now they lost to Tom Brady, but they went to a Super Bowl. And Owens was good. And Andy made him good. And Andy's culture is, is solid. And Belichick's culture with Moss, when he had all his shit going on, was solid. And Andy always, Bill always brings those guys in, those aka troubled guys, right? Right? I, I just, I don't know if this is the move here for the Chiefs. Might be the move for the Green Bay Packers. Might, might be the move for the Green Bay Packers. Look, Devontae Adams clearly didn't want to play with Aaron Rodgers anymore. He didn't want to play with you anymore. Are you going to, do you have enough? I mean, you just got a first and a second round pick. Do you trade that second round and a third round pick for DK Metcalf? I wouldn't give up a first rounder if I'm Green Bay. Because essentially two years ago, you ruined your first round draft pick by Jordan, by signing Jordan Love. You ruined it. And then you're giving away first round draft picks. You're not using them well. So you're going to give away your first round draft pick right now? You're Green Bay. You just lost Devontae Adams. Your best wide receiver is Alan Lazard, right? That's your best... Like, DK Metcalf might be a better fit here in Green Bay than Kansas. I mean, personally, I think he's a better fit in Kansas City. But <laughs> if I'm Green Bay, I, I think I have to go try to go out for F after him. How do I not? If he's there, if you're sniffing around, give up what it needs to get him. Just go get him. Just have Aaron throw him the football because you need something. Aaron's got to throw the football to somebody. But it looks like DK Metcalf could definitely be on the move here out of Seattle. And I, I think it's the right choice for Seattle. Get some draft picks. Get out of here. I, I know you're not. You, you Like... Pete Carroll and Les, they're just so weird right now. They're so weird. Pete Carroll and John, they're so weird. Did anybody watch the press conference? They're like throwing Russ under the bus. They're trying to say that this isn't a rebuild. They're trying to, Andrew Locke is the guy. It's just, it's not, it's getting real ugly in Seattle and you're going to suck. You're going to suck so bad. So the Baker Mayfield saga has definitely gone from bad to worse very quickly. Extremely quickly. From being a former number one overall draft pick, what, just four years ago? And he's going into his fifth season. He was the number one overall draft pick. And now there's not a single team in the NFL that wants him. Not a single team in the NFL that wants to touch Baker Mayfield. Yesterday, the reports were from the Pittsburgh Steelers that they were interested in Baker Mayfield, 
and they are interested if the Browns pay Baker's salary. The Steelers want to take Baker Mayfield on, but they don't want to pay him a dime. Baker Mayfield costs $18 million this year playing on his fifth-year option. $18 million. To me, that's about 8 to $9 million more than Baker Mayfield is actually worth. So I understand the Steelers. Now, while I don't understand acquiring Baker Mayfield, I understand trying to acquire somebody for absolutely no money. If, 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 if all you Steeler fans, if you woke up tomorrow morning and you had Baker Mayfield, but then found out you weren't paying him a dime, I think you'd be okay with that. Because then you'd have Baker and Mitch, you know, pushing each other, very similar player, pushing each other in, in, in camp. That actually might be something good. You got Tomlin around Baker. I get that. But Baker Mayfield's fucking toxic. And the Cleveland Browns already came out and said that they are not paying anything. They're not going to pay for any of Baker's salary. The Browns also came out yesterday and said that they're now willing to drop the price from a first round draft pick to a second or third rounder for Baker Mayfield now. Oh, Cleveland, you're doing you're doing the league. Oh, my God. They were asking for a first round draft pick. I mean, I get it. You have to. You, dra- you took this guy number one overall. So you're going to ask for a first rounder. Nobody called. The reports are Cleveland Browns phone did not ring one time for Baker Mayfield. That is the report by Ian Rappaport for a first round draft pick. Not once. Nobody's even doing their due diligence. Nobody wants this clown. He has severely fucked himself. Not only has he fucked himself on the field, he just lost all his commercials. All those progressive commercials, you won't see them run again. Because he's in the Browns stadium. He will no longer be a member of the Browns. So the Browns will not let progressive run that commercial anymore. So Baker now loses all his commercials. They will not be played anymore. I I would not be shocked if progressive goes... Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and suspend our contract together. Because why would you want to have somebody who's going to be a backup quarterback doing 17 different commercials? Now, I got to say this for Baker. He got his money in early. He got his face in on those commercials early, and he did about 25 to 30 commercials in four years. Very impressive. Honestly, I really do not believe that there is a single professional athlete in the history of sports that has made more commercials in a four-year span by doing absolutely nothing in his sport. I don't think so. I really don't. You know, I mean, this guy did, didn't do dick. This guy didn't do dick. He went won one playoff game against the Steelers, and he's got 30 commercials in four years. Can, I mean, hat, hat tip, Baker. Hat tip. I got to tip my... You probably made a shit ton of money, buddy. But look at all these quarterbacks getting signed. Marcus Mariota got signed. Jameis Winston got signed. The old washed Matt Ryan got traded for, right? Carson Wentz, who nobody can be around, is so toxic. Three teams on three years. He goes to a team. Hell, even Teddy Two Yards and Jacoby Brissett got signed up as a backup role. And Baker is nowhere. Baker is still a member of the Cleveland Browns, but he's not. The Cleveland Browns organization do not look at him as a member of their team. While technically he's on their books, and while technically he's on their contract right now, he is not a Cleveland Brown. And I don't know where he's going to go. He is so toxic. He is such a toxic person. He handled this situation in, in, in what was probably the worst way you could handle this situation. To come out and say your goodbye and say it's not a goodbye. To come out after their, Deshaun Watson decides 
Tanaka with the Browns and demand a trade like your fucking Aaron Rodgers? You're Baker Mayfield, you five foot nothing. Sit down. Sit on the bench. Shut your mouth. You are unbelievable. You fucked yourself, dude. Do you know you know what? You know how many people would fucking kill to be in the position that you're in and you do this? It's just it it boils my blood. Because if I had an ounce of the talent that Baker Mayfield has, I, I there's no way. There's no way. There's just no fucking way I would pull any of this shit. I, I just, dude, the dude is toxic. He's a, I, I, look, I don't think he's a bad person. I think Baker Mayfield is a good dude. And you know what? I might want to have a couple beers with him. But I know if I do, we're probably going to get into it. Because I'm going to call around on some shit. Right? But he seems like a good dude. But man, he's immature. Man, he's toxic. And players just do not like him. And sometimes... There's just people in your life you just don't you just don't like. You just don't really get along with. I just, I, I mean, man, I, I don't know where his market is. Seattle? Is that is his market? Is he going to Seattle? <laughs> Baker Mayfield going to Seattle with Drew Locke? So why would Seattle acquire two quarterbacks on their fifth-year option and pay both of them $18 million and have your quarterback room equivalent over $30 million? That doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. So I just, now I did hear something, you know, I, I heard like a Baker Mayfield to Seattle and then they would trade Drew Locke. Who's trading for Drew Locke? Only Pete Carroll is trading for Drew freaking Locke. He's got no market, folks. He's got no market. If I had to put, if I had to put the odds on whether Baker Mayfield gets traded or he gets cut, I'm going with cut. 100% I'm going with cut because all these teams looking around that might need a backup or all these teams looking around that say, you know what? I did like him in the draft. I just, that's too much money for me right now. They're just going to wait for him to get cut. Why trade a third round draft pick for Baker Mayfield? Why trade a fourth round draft pick for Baker Mayfield? Why even trade a seventh round draft pick for Baker fucking Mayfield? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would wait for the Browns to ultimately cut him, and they will, and then I would sign him for one to two years and give him about four to seven million dollars. That's what I would do. That's what I would do if I'm, I mean, Carolina said we don't want him. Carolina literally came out and said we do not want him. So that's, I mean, and there's probably plenty of other teams. Baker Mayfield will be a backup. He will be a backup, have a backup role. Maybe he gets into some games and starts because he's on a team that, like, like Seattle and sucks. But Seattle's going to suck with or without Baker. To take on Baker's contract and give up something to get Baker, to acquire Baker, makes no sense for a Seattle team that just traded away Russell Wilson. Just doesn't make any sense. Baker's got nowhere to go. And it's getting bad to worse, and it's only going to get worse as the days get on. Baker, man, you, 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 you had a run, you lucky fucker. You were a walk-on at two different places. You were number one overall draft pick. You've done 45 commercials in four years. You won a playoff game. But, buddy, you handled all this shit wrong. I tip my hat to you. You had not a hell of a career. You had a very disappointing up-and-down career. You had a few bright moments. But it's over, buddy. It's over. Well, let's move on to another quarterback who is trying to get traded but cannot. And that's Jimmy Garoppolo. 
But unlike Baker Mayfield, who's not getting traded because he's an ass clown and he's a toxic guy and wherever he goes, it's probably going to fail. Jimmy Garoppolo is just hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo is worth a lot of money. $27 million. $27 million. He just had surgery on his shoulder. He is he's injury prone. We know this. I mean, the, the first year that we ever really knew who Jimmy Garoppolo was, was when Tom Brady was suspended for those five games. Jimmy Garoppolo was named a starting quarterback, and he got hurt in the second game. He looked amazing week one, and then he looked really good until he got hurt in like the third quarter of the second game. And then he gets traded, and, you know, and well, he spends one more year in New England, right? They win a Super Bowl that year, actually, when Tom came back. They won the Super Bowl. He spends one more New Year in New England, then he gets shipped off to San Francisco, into Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle made Jimmy Garoppolo's career, right? Jimmy Garoppolo has got a market. There is a market for Jimmy. But right now, it's very, very small. And these teams are waiting. You know, you have teams that went out and got Carson Wentz in, in the Washington football team. You have teams that traded for Matt Ryan in the Annapolis Colts. You know, th- these are teams that wanted these guys instead of Jimmy, mostly because of his injury, because they don't know if this guy can even throw a football, and if he does, if he, how long he's going to stay, you know, upright. Carson Wentz, you could say, people people want to tell me all the time how injury prone and how all the time Carson Wentz gets hurt. Carson Wentz hasn't been hurt in three years. Carson Wentz, if it wasn't last year, played the full season. The year before that, didn't play the full season, but he didn't get hurt. He got benched for Jalen Hurts and with his last year on the Eagles. He played 12 games, and then he got benched, which I guess was the right move, but also the wrong move. Um, they they could have made the playoffs that year, honestly, I think, if Carson would have stayed the quarterback. I'm not going to lie. I, I really do believe that. Uh, so he's not... It's been three years. It's been three years. And and before that, that, that third year where he got hurt was in the playoffs when he got a concussion. He played the full 16-game season that year. So if we're taking the last three full regular seasons... He was 100% healthy for the last three seasons. Jimmy Garoppolo, he was hurt for two games last year. He had like a thumb and like a foot. Jimmy also, Jimmy has like these weird things. He's got like a thumb or like a pinky toe bruise or like his elbow hurts or something like that. Like he's got, he doesn't have like torn meniscus or Jimmy's fucking eye sockets popping out. No, he has like these small little minute fucking injuries that that just pile up and pile up and pile up. Well, last year. Last year, Jimmy Garoppolo missed like the entire season. Two years ago, when they went to the Super Bowl, it was his uh, uh, 2019. When they went to the Super Bowl, it was pretty much his only healthy year. That was it. I just teams want to stay away from Jimmy right now because they don't know. They just do not know, and I get that. And Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, say apparently they have an offer for two twos for Jimmy Garoppolo. Two twos, two twos for Jimmy Garoppolo. Eat my ass. There's no way you're getting two twos for Jimmy Garoppolo just off his shoulders. There's no fucking way. Now, John Lynch might have put that out there just because, you know, other teams. But it's not that hard, right? A GM for Minnesota or a GM for Detroit could just call and be like, you know, could call around the league. Like, hey, anybody got the, do, do we know who's got the two twos for Jimmy? They all talk. Eventually, you're going to figure out that nobody's offering two twos. But apparently, there is a team offering a two or did offer a two. Now, if that's true, they should have taken it. Because if, if you get offered a two for Jimmy Garoppolo, you take it. So I don't believe that in the slightest. But Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they want to wait out. 
They want to wait this thing out. And now Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a member of the San Francisco 49ers for a little bit longer. I think until late August. I believe until late August, we're going to go into OTA. We're going to go into rookie minicamps. We're going to go into OTAs. We're going to go into training camp as Jimmy Garoppolo, a member of the San Francisco 49ers. This is what's going to end now. Something could happen. Maybe a quarterback gets hurt or something like that, or one retires. I don't I don't know. Who who knows? And then some teams like, okay, boom, you know, we, we need, let's go out and let's acquire Jimmy Garoppolo. But I believe it's going to be towards the end of August, right before the season starts, you know, maybe like August 21st, August 22nd to the end of August, around that range. They're going to acquire, someone's going to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo. At that point, he's going to be healthy. He's going to be throwing, you know, hopefully he's, he looks good. There's going to be teams out there like the Carolina Panthers. And if Matt Rule has to win this year, Matt Rule's in there on his training camp. He's got a new offensive coordinator because Joe Brady sucked. And now he's just a quarterback coach. That guy, you know what? I got, I got a, I'll get a little egg on my face for that. I, I was talking all this stuff about Joe Brady, how great he was. And, you know, for coming from LSU and had that amazing season with Joe Burrow. Then he gets to the league year one and then he's getting fucking head coaching jobs. And then year two, it's just year one was okay. You know, it's his first year. You know, he got something. Year two was just atrocious. He's he's just not any good. He's not any good. And Matt Rule needs to win. So let's say you're going in. You're going in with Sam Darnold. Let's say you don't. They say they don't draft a quarterback. Carolina doesn't draft Malik Willis. They just don't. And you're going to go in with Sam Darnold. You're just looking. And what if what if what if he's just back there watching Sam at training camp, going, yeah, we can't win with this fucking guy. We just, we let's go get somebody. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo will not be a member of the San Francisco 49ers week one. But Jimmy Garoppolo will be a member of the San Francisco 49ers into training camp. It's just, just hold on. If you're if if you're a Niners fan, there's nothing wrong with this. Now, you could say, what about Trey? Well, Trey Lance is under the impression, and this came out yesterday, from him. He is under the impression from the entire organization. That he is going to be the starter day one, no matter what, going into the 2022 season. He is under the impression of that. He came out and said so. Kyle, John, all of them. They're all telling him. Parag, they're all fucking telling him. You know, you're the guy. Now, I know it gets a little weird. It gets a little sticky having Jimmy Garoppolo still being on the team after he pretty much said his goodbyes. After John Lynch said his goodbyes to Jimmy. After Kyle said his goodbyes to Jimmy. But look. Sometimes it just doesn't go your way right away. Okay, you got to pivot. And there's not a lot of coaches better in the league at pivoting than Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle's going to sit on Jimmy. Kyle acquired Jimmy Garoppolo for a third-round draft pick once upon a time from Bill Belichick. We all thought that was a steal. We all thought that that was the steal of the century. That it was just Bill Belichick giving away Jimmy Garoppolo because he was pissed at Robert Kraft. Essentially... It was Bill Belichick giving his really good friend, Kyle Shanahan, right? Because I well, I guess his really good friend is his dad, Mike Shanahan. So giving what he looks like as a son, my, Bill looks as Kyle as a son. He gifted him a quarterback and he went to a Super Bowl with that quarterback. He did good things with this guy. Kyle's not just going to give him up. That's just not what Kyle's going to do. Now, eventually, if that $27 million starts to become a problem, Kyle would. But... That 27 is not a problem. Now, would I have liked, if I was, if I was, you know, Kyle or, or John, I would have liked to use Jimmy's 27 million to go sign Chandler fucking Jones, right? Or co-sign one of those other pass rushers to go opposite of Nick Bosa. When, when I'm in an NFC that now has Tom Brady back and has Matt Stafford, who's at the peak of his powers at the Rams, 
Kyler Murray, that's a question mark, but the dude's still really talented and he's in your division, right? No more Russell Wilson, but if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you're, you're going to beat Josh Allen, you're going to beat Mahomes, you're going to beat Herbert, you're going to beat all these guys with just Nick Bosa. I would have liked to see another pass rusher, but that's just me personally. Would have used Jimmy Money differently, but they didn't. And Kyle doesn't think he needs to. And that is, and I'm not going to go, I can't, look, I, you guys know me. I'm Kyle Shanahan bias. I'm a I'm Kyle Shanahan's number one fan. I, I, I really am. So if he tells me this is the way he's going to go, I might criticize him every once in a while. And I was, I was criticizing about Jimmy still being on the team. I was wondering what was going on. But now all these moves have happened. We're coming to the end. The draft is what? Oh shit. A month and three days away. A month and the 28th is the draft. Today's the 25th. A month and three days away. All these pieces are going. There's really no spot for Jimmy and Kyle sees it. No spot yet. No spot yet. Someone's going to get hurt. Some coach, some GM, some owner's not going to like their quarterback. Someone's going to miss in the draft. Somebody is going to, thinking that quarterback's going to fall to them. Someone trades up and grabs them. Stuff is going to happen. Jimmy Garoppolo, I do not believe, will be a member of the San Francisco 49ers week one of the season. Now, what I'm thinking Carolina should do, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate this, I don't think. Now you take on some money, but you're giving Jimmy $27 million. What about just a trade up, a straight up trade, Jimmy Garoppolo for Sam Darnold and like a fourth round draft pick? Maybe a fifth, actually. You probably have to give a fifth because you are, Carolina is acquiring $10 million more million on their books. And that is something. That's, a, that's an entire player. That's a wide receiver. That's a good running back. That's a good pass. That, that's, a, that's a decent pass rusher. That's Max Crosby, right? That's that's nothing. That's not that's not nothing. <clears throat> but Sam Darnold for Jimmy Garoppolo, you bring Sam Darnold in to back up Trey Lance, and I understand what are you talking about, Sam Darnold, this and that. Kyle Shanahan won games with guys like Nick fucking Sunfeld. Kyle Shanahan won games with Nick Mullins. Okay, I I I, I just Sam Darnold's athletic. He's still young. I think Kyle can mold him really well and do what he wants on the field. And if you need someone to come in for a game or two, well, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is $27 million. Sam Darnold's 18. Sam has played in the NFL for four years. Like he has played in the Now, do I think Sam Darnold's any good? No. Do I, do I think Sam Darnold could be a decent backup? Yeah, actually, I do. I actually do. Especially under Kyle Shanahan in a West Coast offense. I, I do. I don't hate that straight up. If Carolina comes and calls... I think that could be because you need a backup quarterback. You can't have you can't go into the season with Nick Sunfeld as your backup quarterback. You just can't do it. You cannot do it. I would rather have Sam Darnold 100% than Nick Sunfeld. I just would. You, you need Sam Darnold to come in for two games? Okay. Like I mean, backup quarterbacks win one to two games. If you plan any more than that, you're in trouble. I just I, I think that I think that could be an option. I think that could be an option if Carolina calls. And I wouldn't be opposed to that if I was Kyle. Let's let, let, let's get this young guy. I got my quarterback. I just got to get rid of this. Can you give me Sam Darnold in a fourth? If you give me Sam in a fourth, I'd probably start with Sam in a third. That's a little too high, but I'd start Sam in a third. Can you give me Sam in a third? Did you do Sam in a third for Jimmy Garoppolo? Sam Darnold, he sucked. He's worth $18 million. I know you're getting $10 million. I'll take your third round draft pick. No, third round, no good. I Give me your fourth. Fourth is good. I'll acquire Sam Darnold in a fourth round draft pick. You take Jimmy Garoppolo. That's $10 million off my books if I'm if I'm San Francisco. I get a backup quarterback who is young, who is athletic, who can move, who, who is very coachable, 
right? Who's been in, who, who's from the West Coast, from California, by the way. He is from there, went to USC. Uh, he'll have family. He'll probably feel more at home. He'll have Kyle Shanahan and Brian Greasy in the quarterback room. I think it works. I think it works. I'm not saying Sam Darnold's going to be the starting quarterback. I'm saying as a backup for Trey Lance, because it's all about Trey Lance. It is 100% all about Trey Lance all the time in San Francisco. That's how it has to be. But Jimmy is going to go somewhere. But for right now, he's not going nowhere. We're just going to sit on our hands. I think late August, that's when that's when Jimmy's going to go. Alrighty, folks, it's going to go ahead and do it for today. Um, I, you know, I think I'm going to get into some uh, next, next, next week, next pod. I'm going to get into some early divisional predictions. I started writing them out actually last night, uh, or I think maybe, maybe two nights ago. And I realized for the AFC, my early predictions is the exact same winners as last year. And then I did my NFC and I realized that my NFC, except for two teams, are the exact same as last year. So I didn't want to do it this podcast. I figured, you know what? There's some more moves that could be happening. I want to do my early prediction. I think I'll do that next week. Next, uh, let's see, we're starting. We're going to get the draft going, I think, in two pods here. We're going to start pulling out the mock draft. Uh, we'll get, we're going. I mean, Tyree kills a Miami Dolphin. Uh, that's that's nuts, right? He is no longer a member of the Chiefs. You're no longer going to see the Mahomes deep ball to Hill. You're no longer going to see Aaron to the Adams. You know, this is just, this season's been wild. This month has been nuts and insane. March Madness has been great. Arizona lost last night. I had money on him. Fuck. I, I was going to put money on Houston, but I got to the bet too late. So I live bet Arizona when they were down by like seven in like the first three minutes. So I live bet Arizona and Duke. I just parlayed them to win because they were both down. Duke won. Duke ended up winning. Coach K. Coach K might end up winning this thing. He, there's two number ones out now. Gonzaga lost two. Arkansas beat Gonzaga. Right? Houston just beat U of A. That's two number ones gone. Baylor's gone. So there's only one number one left. There's no the Kentucky's gone as number. This has been an absolutely fantastic month of just football and college basketball. And uh I mean, we're coming down, we're winding down. The Elite Eight is this weekend. Got the rest of the Sweet 16 tonight. The Elite Eight this weekend. Final four in the championship next week. And then we're less than a month away from the NFL draft. And that is when we start rocking and rolling, folks. So have a good rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the college basketball. The uh, WGC is uh, the match play for a little golf this week. I like uh, Taylor Gooch. Give me a little Taylor Gooch action. Justin Thomas is playing really well. John Rahm has won both of his matches uh, so far. They all play today. So a little golf, a little basketball, and there's going to be tons. I, I honestly don't know what else is going to happen in the NFL. I, I mean, anybody in any... DK Metcalf could be traded today. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I don't know. Who who knows? But uh, if it's if it happens, I'll be here. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it. But until then, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. See everybody next week. Peace. Peace.